Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the FYI podcast, where we talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances, and so much more. I'm Micah Keneally, one of your hosts. I'm Josiah Keneally, the other one of your hosts, and we love the FYI podcast. We are fanatical about the intersection of the defining decade of your life and mm. adding value. Our goal with this podcast is to add as much value as we can to your journey of life and yep. faith and theology and adulting and the decisions that you're going to be making uh, in your world, in your life, in your mm-hmm. orbit. So thanks for orbiting with us. And we so appreciate your subscribing to this podcast, you're sharing it. And as you find time, if you can leave us a five-star review, um, those things are gifts to us as we are on this journey together. It is. And one of the special things to know about this is we want you to end your week strong, but begin your weekend even stronger by just unpacking a question that you as a listener have brought forth to us. And we always want to point back to the word of God. We want to share some of our experiences maybe along the way, but ultimately we want to draw your heart closer to the heart of Christ in that process. Or maybe you're just listening and you're just trying to begin this faith journey and you're, I don't even know what I believe or who I believe in, but we're just here to kind of just ease some of those pain points and hopefully just point you in the right direction on some level. So the question that has come in today, I think it's a great one. And it says this, what are the best side hustles for students and young adults? Wow. But if you're a student, if you're a college student listening, if you are starting things out, maybe in your early 20s and you have a full-time job and you have a little free time or you desire more income, we've just kind of come alongside and we're going to unpack some fun ideas, not the end-all be-all, but things that can hopefully help you financially along the way. So It's so good. And I'd love to know from you, Micah, what's Mm -hmm. like a side hustle or two that you personally have had? Have you ever had one? Oh, man. Uh... Yes, I have had a side hustle. Even back in high school, I worked for the city, but on the side of that, I actually started cleaning houses. And I mean, you can clean when I was, it was way back then. So I was making like $12 an hour. I'm like, I'm rich, $12 an hour. And even minimum wage probably at that time. It probably was. Yeah. And then even as I moved to the city and I was working as a personal trainer, a full-time student and saying like, Hey, if anybody needs their house clean, this is like a fun little side gig that I could easily do or help individuals. So I had a couple of those clients where you mean you can set your own price. I mean, some people go, it's like, Hey, three hours, a hundred bucks, two hours, a hundred bucks. You can set your rates and whatever. And I find cleaning therapeutic. So it was a good stress reliever for me when I was taking Greek and theology and all these other classes just to like, do something that was, I don't know, meaningful to me in the moment because there's a beginning and an end. Like I can see the beginning of the house that's maybe needing some love. And then by the end, I'm like, accomplishment and money in my pocket. So that was just one fun thing. We each have two, but what was your what was your first one? So you you share, did you share both of yours? I shared my first one, house oh, cleaning. Go with the second one. Oh, okay. This one's cool. I've watched her do this other one. Okay. So this one is also therapeutic for me. And I love do-it-yourself project. So HGTV, I love being inspired by that, but I've always had a creative eye Um, ever since I was young. I remember being like in fourth, fifth grade, literally rearranging my bedroom, moving like a wardrobe. That's probably a couple hundred pounds by myself um, as a sixth grader, because I wanted something different. I wanted something new. And with that, I think passion kind of stirred out because of my mom allowing me to be creative, my dad inspiring that as well. 
And I like to do redo furniture, anything that needs to be sanded, repainted, refurbished, um, and then sold and flipped. So, I mean, some dressers that I found by the side of the road for $5 at a rummage sale are free that nobody wants and seeing something that maybe somebody saw as ugly or outdated and leaving it and making it more beautiful than when I found it and then selling it and blessing a family with it or a new mom who's like, I need a new changing station. This dresser would be incredible. So that's been one of my things. And when you find something for free, you can sell it for 500 bucks and probably put maybe 10 hours into it. I mean, 10 hours of listening to podcasts or five hours of listening to podcasts or worship music or whatever I had going on in the background, or maybe just silence in my mind, but the Sanders going, I mean, just kind of allows some creativity from start to finish from the Hobby Lobby runs to the putting out of new knobs to wallpapering or whatever, papering them all with some fun stuff. But you've had some amazing pieces when it comes to furniture. Yes. And I love and hate it because (laughs) what happens? Well, I think Ah. one that we got, I think two or three blocks away at a garage sale to your point, it was like 10 or 15 bucks. And as you finish that one, that could easily be 150, $200, um, piece once once it's like refinished yeah. and and upgraded and but the love and hate is by the time I'm done with it I want to keep it because I'm like oh this would be a beautiful coffee bar or this could be our new dresser in our bedroom or if I really want to get rid of it just I was like this is probably the favorite my favorite piece you've ever done and I'm like why do you say that because I don't want to sell it but when it all comes and it's all said and done you've it's had this fun. line from eek to chic Yes. With There's some, some pretty ugly so, furniture that I've been able to redo. Sure. For sure. <laughs> and it's that old adage, you know, one person's junk is another person's treasure. Yes. From trash to treasure. Yes. To chic. Yeah. We're giving you all sorts of uh, marketing That's right. slogans. <laughs> but I think um, side hustles, I just found this, that with the rise of the gig economy. Yeah. 38% of American workers report as of 2023 that they have a side hustle. I believe it. So that's roughly what, one out of three, a little bit more than almost, yeah, right, right about one out of three. Well, and people. I think even just the crazier part, sorry to interrupt you, but the crazier part is we talked to many young adults who have like three to four jobs and they're like, I just don't have a full-time job. I have three, four gigs. Sure. So it's like they're stacking their, their weekends with the, the photography thing, or they're doing the serving thing or this doing some crazy things behind the scenes, which is helping fund some of their dreams, whether it's travel school, whatever. Um, but that stat is definitely, I definitely believe it. 23% you said. Yeah. Uh, 38%. Oh, 38%. And if you are watching on <clears throat> YouTube, I'd love for you to type in the chat. Right now, do you have a side hustle? Yes or no is the first question. And the second thing, if you have a side hustle, what what is it? it? We'd love to know. We'd love to know. And um, a couple side hustles that I've had, I tried out, uh, I think it was during the pandemic, DoorDash. We had Mm -hmm. a friend who said he was making crazy copious amounts of money. And sometimes with side hustles, it always sounds better than it is. We tried out DoorDashing together. And part of it, I think Micah was like eight or nine months pregnant and all the bouncing, like it was fun at first, but then it's like winter and then it was cold. And then in pregnancy, I mean, it was a fun date night. We're like, what do you want to do? Let's go out and DoorDash for three hours and grab a tea or whatever. So for me, it was a little bit time consuming because you've got to be in the car making deliveries, running, dashing the doors. Mm -hmm. Um, But we tried that one a little bit. And then and it was fun. It was, it was super fun. When you had somebody. Season. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then I would say one that I forgot about, but I have done, um, 
work as an adjunct professor. Mm. So, um, man, since my last job, I was a pastor at a church, two jobs ago, I was a pastor at a church mm-hmm. and then I would teach one class at a local college and university, um, with, you know, for four years, I was a college pastor at one campus through campus ministry and I had taught one class at another college, having my master's degree open that door. Mm-hmm. And then even to this day, we lead a nonprofit called Young Adults Today. But as a side hustle, um, being an adjunct professor, that means fall semester, spring semester, I'm teaching a class mm-hmm. and it's on personal finances. I've loved it. I've been able mm-hmm. to help uh, over a thousand young people learn how to make a budget. And mm-hmm. so for me, I feel like I'm adding value. It's on mission. Yeah. But it's um, a small amount of time when I look at grading and emails and teaching a class in person. And then I'd say one that um, I was inspired by my friend, Ben Peters, who's been on this podcast. And he was talking about real estate, but as a college student, like me, he had a goal of graduating debt-free. And I didn't know this story until he shared it on the podcast. That's wild. But to refresh you with Ben Peters, he had an iPod traded it for a Blu-ray player that wasn't working, got the Blu-ray player working, flipped that, traded it for a guy who had a surround sound system that was worth six grand, cleaned it up, sold it, and it paid for a semester of his college. So he went from iPod and just buying and selling things on Craigslist. That inspired me with baseball cards. And so there's, there's times even this past year where I've bought and sold some baseball card collections Mm -hmm. and I was a card collector as a kid. So it was something that was fun. I have met some cool people have had the opportunity to pray with people, Mm -hmm. um, both on the buying side and the selling side. And so I think that side hustles for me, we're going to list, um, almost a dozen that you could maybe think about but here's here's what scripture teaches mm-hmm. two things both from the book of proverbs and the first thing is um proverbs 6 verses 6 through 9 this is what it says go to the ant consider its ways and be wise it has no commander no overseer or ruler yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest talk about that for a second oh man I should have listened a little more because I was taking notes about to say next. Um, I think it's just preparing for the future. It's thinking like something is going to happen. I mean, if you've ever seen them, I think of every time I read that, it's really funny, but I think of the Pixar film, A Bug's Life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How the ants are getting ready and the grasshoppers remind me of the enemy who want to kill, steal and destroy and like literally steal all that food. And I think sometimes that that could be really so relatable to us. Like if you're truly going to think about the ant who's preparing for a season to come and we're all going to experience a season to come. Like if there's breath in our lungs, there's something in our future. Like we are all going to experience a season. And one of those things um, to talk about the financial side even is to prepare for the future and to live and to be debt free. Um, Currently is only going to set you up for success later because even just thinking about how you can financially prepare, how you spend now um, definitely indicates the condition of your heart and how you save now and not hoard. I'm saying like be a cheerful giver in the process, but it's just preparing for the future in multiple ways, wow. spiritually. What's our, what, yeah. what's the investment, the return on investment yeah. um, from our time spent, from our talent spent, from our money spent, from our, I don't know, education actually being utilized. So yeah. that's what I think of a bug's life and some 
bizarre thoughts for me. <laughs> yeah. You know, John Wesley had this quote and he said, do all the good you can by all the means you can mm. in all the ways you can, in all the places you can, at all the times you can, to all the people you can, as long as you ever can. And you can I, see the more theologically driven one is in that response. Even. <laughs> oh my gosh. I just love that quote. And <laughs> there, we had a guest on, um, Young Adults Today podcast named mm -hmm. Oz Guinness and his family started Guinness in Ireland. Mm -hmm. Fascinating guy, Oxford educated and his grandfather came to faith under John Wesley's ministry. Mm -hmm. And part of how Guinness started is they lived by that motto and they had three things as a company that they got from John Wesley, which was earn all you can, save all you can and give all you can. Mm -hmm. And they paid workers higher than usual wages. They were philanthropic with their means. And I look at, um, it seems to do well with companies that do that. Mm -hmm. I look at Chick-fil-A, how they are able to, in almost every store, if it's side mm -hmm. by side with the McDonald's, they'll do about three times, four times the revenue right. in each store. And they're only open six out of seven days a week. They take Sundays off. Mm -hmm. I think Hobby Lobby would be another company mm -hmm. that the Green family, we've even had the opportunity to, yeah. to learn from them a little bit. Yep. And um, that first proverb of mm -hmm. Proverbs 6, I think of that often. Consider the ant and its ways and be wise. Mm -hmm. Storing up doesn't have a leader, but it just kind of instinctively, innately knows that winter's coming to, to have a rainy day fund, to have a snowy day fund. Well, the queen ant. Yes. Yeah. And um, in the process, I think that proverb is to be held in tension with another one, yeah. which comes from Proverbs 23, 4, which says, don't wear yourself out to get rich. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 23, 4, do not wear yourself out to get rich and do not trust your own cleverness. Mm -hmm. I think that one concern that I have about the gig economy and the hustle culture is that if, if it's all about a get rich quick, or if the goal is for accumulation more so than contribution, mm -hmm. um, if it's all about consumption, I don't know. I just think that those are two things to be held in tensions because it really speaks to the motive of the heart and Jesus. Yeah. When he would teach about money, he would say things like where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. Mm -hmm. So we come into the work, this world naked with nothing. Mm -hmm. We're going to leave one day nakedly having nothing to mm -hmm. take with us. And mm -hmm. so what is it all for? Is it great question to consider when, when the world is telling you rise and grind, you know, hustle culture, the gig economy, nothing wrong with the side hustle, but a great question to ask is why? Yeah, I think it's good. Well, I think also to keep in mind, like, I think it does come down to the condition of your heart and it's learning how to manage money versus letting money manage you. Mm -hmm. And if you know how to live, give, save all those different things, I think that's just helpful in the process of discovering like, okay, yeah, we should, we should hustle in, in some areas of life, but if there's no white space and there's no room to breathe in every single waking minute of your day for the next 30, 40, 50 years is taken up for money. And then you reach the end of your life, retire, and you don't have much time to live. Like what was it all for? Yeah. You know, it's like out of selfish ambition and, and re vain gain or whatever you want to say. So just 
knowing that money is not going away or the, I don't know, work is probably not going away. It's just, what do you want your life to look like? And begin with the end in mind. So I think those are some fun things. So when you're, when you're going through school and you're going through college, or maybe you're having, maybe you're married and you have that first kid and you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't realize diapers and wipes were so much. Like we don't have that in the budget. How are we going to do that? Well, here are some nine ways or nine things that we've kind of just discussed. So if you have a nine to five, maybe you do have a five to nine. Maybe you're in a season where you're single and you're like, you know what, I'm going to work that 40 hour work week. And then in addition to that, I'm going to hop in my car and do some deliveries. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. So find a passion that you love, that you enjoy, or maybe your side gig and side hustle is something that scratches an itch that you don't necessarily do full time. And if you did do it full time, maybe that's not your ultimate desire, or maybe that wouldn't be enjoyable anymore. So knowing yourself, I think is helpful in that process too. So guys, we are about to unpack these eight or nine different ideas. You might have some other ones. You might ask some friends, Hey, do you have a side hustle that you recommend or could refer me to? Yeah. Before we do that, I think that there's three goals that I want you to think about. The first is your earning goal. The second is your savings goal. Mm -hmm. And then the third, that's probably most often overlooked would be your giving goal because we can set audacious goals to accumulate and acquire Mm -hmm. and earn more. That's the earn all you can. Right. I think the savings goal comes incrementally and it comes naturally. The more that you're earning, it's, it's also about saving for the future and stuff, but I really Mm -hmm. want to challenge the listener to be generous with both tithing, Mm -hmm. but above and beyond being led by the Holy Spirit, being a percentage giver, being an anchor giver to some different organizations or causes or ministries that you believe in. But Mm -hmm. I would, I'd want you to earn an amount this year, this next calendar year that you've never earned before. I would Mm -hmm. want you to save an amount that you've never saved before, but I'd want you to give an amount that makes you sweat. I'd want you to grow that muscle in young adulthood because Mm -hmm. uh, freely it's given us freely. We give. Yeah. That's so good. Should I pack the first one? Bring it. All right, you guys. So the knowledge of Sasha, the three things I could hopefully be on your to-do list or your prayer list for 2024. Um, So here are just some side hustles that we recommend that we've had friends do that we've maybe been a part of. And I added one kind of a a little side-by-side is the first one is valet, valet parking, um, where you get those tips And the other one with that, I would say also working at a golf course, there are some very prestigious golf courses that we know that young adults that work at are like, dude, the money that you make is insane. Or the tips that you receive is insane. And we've even had friends to even be strategic in a sense of, um, our friend, um, Trey Peterson, for example, if you listen to anything that Trey's had said on this podcast about money and finances, he had one friend who was working like, I think at a shoe store for 40 hours a week. And Trey's like, okay, I see how much you're making. I see how many hours you're dedicating. You're trying to do all these other things. Hmm. What can I do for like 10 hours a week? That's going to make me even more money than you. And it wasn't a competition. It was like, I'm going to leverage my time well and make more money and be smarter in that process. So he picked up valet parking. He's like, dude, I work 10 hours a week. I get paid more than you. And I have more money than all my friends. And it's 10 hours. Yeah. So I think the golf course can also offer some fun things. If you can get on a prestigious golf course and do, whether you're a sports fanatic and you just want to be in the sports world and, you know, donate your weekends for a whole summer or whatever that is and looks like, I think that could be really fun. Um, and, and I don't want to say easy, but I mean, you don't need a full degree to do all that. Right. Like, uh, <laughs> you I'll keep us on, track, to do it. But one oh, time on the golf course yeah. 
is I know two different college students who from doing uh, caddying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They did caddying and they made a certain amount base pay per hour tips, but then they applied for a caddying scholarship at the University of Minnesota and they got it and it was full ride and they had a fraternity house to live in. So that meant their education room boarding was mm-hmm. all covered. Yeah. Is that cool? Oh my gosh. It is getting creative. <laughs> it is getting creative. The second one is really similar, but it's serving at a restaurant. There's, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think that anytime you can find base pay and tips, mm-hmm. it's going to do really well. And I'll add um, a, th- a th- number three that's that's also really similar is actually Uber or Lyft because mm-hmm. um, I think that again you're you're making a certain amount per ride, but then people are tipping you and and you can't bank on the tips. But if you do a really good job, um, like the reviews, that could be good. I think I can help. Yeah, I think the fourth one, right, is um, actually something web design. There, if you are bored and you want to surf the web, I'll give you a little tip. Check out church websites. There are some that have not been updated since feels like 1999, and they're in need of some help. And I think sometimes, not just them, but there's many websites. So if there's a website design or maybe you know somebody who has a small startup, you're like, hey, for X amount of dollars, I'd be willing to design your website that would unleash and unlock your future business as well as, you know, financially bless me and get some financial gain too. So, and have fun while you do it. So good. Uh, Another one that's similar just in the creativity and technology Mm -hmm. would be photography, videography, right? um, doing family photo sessions, doing second shooting at weddings and getting those reps in and um, capturing some moments and people pay a pretty penny for family photos, for wedding photos, Mm -hmm. for engagement photos, Mm -hmm. for baby photos, all kinds of occasions. And here's a business idea that I've not seen one single photographer do, but I would pay for this. This is a free business idea. If I was looking for a side hustle and I had a good camera, what I would do is a monthly subscription base or a quarterly subscription to where I'd find, say, even 25, 30 families that four times a year, Mm -hmm. I'm your photo guy or you're their photo person. And especially if they have young kids, people want pictures in the winter, in the spring, in the summer, and in the fall, people want for their walls, for their social media. But if you could, if you could do that, um, you're not even having a market. It's then repeat customers all the, all the time. And I think videography could be similar, but yeah, there you have it. So good. And speaking of kids, I have met a lot of my friends and young adults who have been nannies or been taking care of other people's children and get paid incredible amounts of money, whether it's overnights, whether their family travels, whether they're going on a trip, they need like a third, third hand um, or thirds like parentish kind of person involved or just a date night. Yeah. yeah. And if you know of anybody who has children and just that offer and you loved kids and that's definitely something that I've seen a lot of people be very successful in. And with the rise of AI, that's one that uh, there's a lot of job security because computer can't watch a kid. There's certain things that <laughs> you, you just can't have an yeah. iPad or phone babysitting a kid. That um, I think podcast editing, blogging, mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. surveys, there's all kinds of work that you could edit audio, you could edit video, you could um, right. produce 
local shows, start with your network and um, you can make some pretty good cash doing that on the side. Yeah. And I think the last one that many people have been exploring, I think more and more uh, since COVID and maybe a little bit prior to was the Airbnb model or the Turo model where you are renting out a place where you are sharing your space, whatever that is, it looks like renting it out to people. And I think that is maybe for people who are a little more financially sound in the season, but it's definitely doable. And Hey, if you can't be a part of the renting out, maybe you could be the cleaning service. Exactly. Exactly. Just saying, keep your eyes and ears open because there's opportunities everywhere. It's like truly when the Bible says what you seek, you will find. And obviously we're talking about like, when we seek God, we're going to find him. We seek Jesus. We're going to find him, Holy spirit, everything. But even we seek opportunities, opportunities will be exposed to us in ways we're like, Whoa, if I didn't have my eyes and ears open, I would have never seen, never heard, never made that connection, whether it was from me or somebody else. So just to know that making money can be fun. It doesn't have Mm -hmm. to be this drudgery walking into the door every day of work. Like, oh my gosh, I'm dreading it. It has to, I have to sit here. I have to No, like we get to work. And once you choose a passion that you want to stick with and grow in, it just makes life more fun. And then when you do spend that money, you're like, wow, like I enjoyed raising it and I enjoyed spending it (laughs) and I enjoyed giving it, you know? So there's all kinds of other things that you could do some research on, but I think of Etsy or things that are similar to Etsy where you have your own shops and maybe you create art or create t-shirts or create jewelry. And Mm -hmm. it it allows you to draw on their customer base and you could market it to your own social media. But those would be just some ideas. And I'm sure Mm -hmm. we did not list every single idea, but I think that's maybe enough to get the juices flowing for you to think of what are you good at? Mm -hmm. Are you good at um, mixing audio? Are you a musician? Could you um, create some songs that then could be licensed? You know, we met a gal, no exaggeration a month ago, and her songs are all over the internet, all over um, what, like car commercials and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There's some even Disney channel stuff. Yep, and, or in, Disney and movie. movies and shows and TV. So I think if if there's a creative skill that you can do and you can license or you can, you know, I, and maybe I, it's not even being done yet. I think for her specifically, that was a very unique skill and craft that she actually moved from California, I think, to the East Coast, right? Yep. Or vice versa. I can't remember. Yeah. Either way, it's some so, of the so things that maybe you feel light and called to do have not yet been done, and you could be the inventor of it. What does that mean? What does that look like? So. Have fun while you do it. Hey, we're cheering you on and send in any questions that you have. This one was about finances, but maybe you have one that's about relationships or mm-hmm. overall adulting. Maybe it's faith and theology or just life. We're cheering you on. We're with you. And um, check out some of these side hustle options. Thanks for the question. You're listening to the FYI podcast.